People gotta stop thinking that like you gotta work with the most popular artists. Like the biggest producers be working with the niggas that's gonna come up for real. Literally. You know what I'm saying? For real. Like, and I, I feel like if you look at it like that, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna come up. Like, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We got Traumatone. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up, what's up man? Got JB. What's good? Told y'all, bro, we was coming back strong with these. But um, yeah, man, trying to tell you, you produced some big records, bro. Amigos, Road Runner, Off of Culture Three, um, Yo Gotti, Rich Homie Quan, YNW, Melly, Money Man, Kevin Gates, NBA Young Boy, Cheeky, bro. That's my favorite artist, bro. And you from Virginia, bro. So really, um, let's start from the top. You know what I'm saying? How you got started in the music production in Charlottesville? Word. So how I got started, um, my older cousin, he was a producer. You know what I'm saying? He uh introduced me to like. NPCs and all that shit, like, when I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? But um, I think about 2002, 2003, that's when I got introduced to Fruity Loops, you know what I'm saying? And I just started, you know, learning how to use it on my own. Damn, using using FL in 2003? Hell yeah. yeah. FL3. <laughs> FL3, damn. Yeah. yeah, that shit crazy. So what's the music scene like in Charlottesville at that time? Shit, man, it really ain't not for real, for real, man. It's more, like, Charlottesville is more, like, live band type music. Yeah. That's the only kind of scene they got out there, you know what I'm saying? We had a little local hip-hop scene, but it ain't really too much going, you know? So who was, like, producers you looked up to back then? Like, mainstream-wise? Um, like Kanye, uh, Neptunes, Timberland, Dre, shit like that. So as far as, like, when you was learning music production, you really wanted tutorials back then, so what was you mm. doing? Man, you had to learn that shit on your own, for real. Like, just playing around with it? Yeah, just playing around with it, like, my cousin that uh, put me on the fruit he showed me a few things, but for real, like, for the most part, I was just learning, literally, like, how to work everything on my own. And I had a crack version, so I won't know them, like, book that came with the shit or nothing, so. How many years it took you to really get fired with it? I think within, like, the first two years, I, I was good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So from there, like, you get good, and then, like, from there, is it, like, networking with, like, local people in Charlottesville? Yeah, or? for the most part. Um, it's crazy because, like, both my, like, the cousin that put me on the, uh, you know, the beats and shit, he had had a little label going. Um, and then I had another cousin, like, that had a label going. Like, they was, like, the two biggest things where we was from, you know, on the local scene. So I was just, like, you know, linking up with them, playing beats for them, and they artists and shit. And that's how I kind of got my name in the city. When did you move from Virginia? Um, that was recent, like, recent. you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. So you been in Charlottesville this whole time? Yeah, damn there, for real. I mean, I lived in uh, Atlanta, like, 2015, 2016, like, short period of time. But for the most part, I've been doing everything back home, you know what I'm saying? Moving all around Virginia, like, staying in the beach area, shit like that. So was any, like, big names you worked with in Virginia? Shit, nah, not, like, talking about it. I mean, producer-wise, yeah, like, mm -hmm. Young Lynn, um, my boy Kino Beast, uh, that's really about it, for real, for real, producer-wise. Why'd you go back? Did you feel like Atlanta didn't change anything? Oh, why did I move back to Virginia from Atlanta? Um, yeah, not, nah, like, what it was with me, man, I was getting placements, like, just through the email and shit like that. I wasn't really, you know, doing nothing down here, like, talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I felt like if I was going to be, you know what I'm saying, getting placements and shit like that, the same way I've been doing it up until that point, it wasn't no point in being down here. But then, I don't know, some just told me to just try again, just move back down here. I got a lot of, you know what I'm saying, good people out here that I work with and I fuck with. And I just felt like it was right to move back, like, recently. So, yeah. So what was your first placement? My first placement was Chief Keith. Um, a song called Blue My High. Uh, yeah, my, me and my boy Webb. Shout out my boy Webb, man. But um, 
Yeah, that was the first one. And then uh, shit started going from there. So how did that one come about? Um, That was mainly just me and Webb collabing on a bunch of shit. And uh, he had got the beat to him somehow, you know what I'm saying, through the email. So as far as, like, business-wise, like, how did it go for your first placement? Like, I mean, as far as like, did you know like the business or was it just like yeah? I'm it really wasn't no business for real. For real. it was that's the era of live mixtapes and shit. You know, that was yeah. like legit mixtapes where niggas weren't really, you know, paying for beats and shit like that. It was just a good play at the time for your first placement. You know. So as far as like outlets, like a lot of times when we interview um, producers, <coughs> they say like um, collabs is a good ways to um you know what I'm saying get placements mm-hmm. or engineers. Like what other outlets you think there is or like relationships you could build to get these type of placements. I mean, that's those like two main things. Unless you build them with the artists, you know, link with the engineers, other producers, you know, shit like that. You know, using your social media as another way to like reach out to people and shit. Yeah. Do you recommend like an A and R or a manager to help you I mean, build yeah, relationships? Yeah, yeah, them too yeah. for sure. Yeah, but right. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes with the A and Rs, they don't be knowing. I feel like you know, it's yeah. better to kind of try to if you can get with the artist. Cause sometimes I be feeling like A and R is like that's what I think. I don't know for sure, you know. I can't tell you, but I be feeling like sometimes like I don't think they be knowing. Yeah, you think the they be capping? They be capping, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the true definition of A and R, bro? Like, what do they really do? Man, what's the true definition of today's A and R? It's it's a lot of good A and Rs out there though, yeah, yeah. for sure. But I feel like it's a lot of motherfuckers that just. I mean, because like it's cool. sure All right, it's a lot of people out here that just. Be putting that shit on their name. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you just got to know who you're dealing with. So, like, going back, going back to the first place with Chief Keith, was it, like, a real, like, huge thing? Like, did, like, everything change on, like, some Hollywood shit? Like, oh, my life just changed. We up now. Or was it more like a slowly, like, placement, next placement, next placement? Nah, nothing really changed for real, for real. I mean, I was, it was dope that people knew, you know, that I had a cool record, like, you know, on the mixtape scene. But, for the most part, ain't nothing really changed for me. I was still working, you know, doing what the fuck I was doing. This is why you were still in Virginia? Yeah, yeah. It's like, what, 2012 when that shit came out? Something like that, yeah. So what can you say to, like, producers in Virginia? Or just anywhere who really ain't got no, like, big city, like, no no music outlet. Like, what, what can they do? Shit, man. I guess the best thing to do is, you know, it's good to travel and network, you know what I'm saying? But, um... Use your resources, man. Like, don't let that shit hinder you. Um, use Instagram, Twitter, all that. You know, reach out to people. That's pretty much it. You seem to be successful through the email. And that's what a lot of producers do nowadays. Like, what's the difference between you sending the email and another producer? Back then, not now. Um, shit, I don't know, man. You know, that's, that's like luck for real, for real. Yeah. Like, with the email. Yeah, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... Just because you send beats through email don't mean that you're going to get, you know what I'm saying, placement. I ain't going to say I'm always getting placements through the email. It's like sometimes that should just be happening. I do be in a lot of artists, like, sessions. Um, A lot of people hit me up for beats, you know. I send beats to niggas' phones, all that. But the email is a good way. But I, I feel like the best thing you should do is, like, as a producer, just reach out to the artist, somebody on their team, whether it be the manager or... Whoever, you know. So after getting like your first big place, what was the second one? Um, I want to say that might have been a. It was a song I did for Pee Wee Longway called Drugs, and it it ain't really go too crazy, 
But mm-hmm. it was like, it was a dope record though, you know what I'm saying? But I guess like the next big record for me was um, I Know uh, by Yo Gotti and Rich Homie. So how did you get tapped in with that? With uh, Yo Gotti? Mm-hmm. So that happened through Rich Homie, man. And uh, actually it really happened through my, my partner Chaos, man. Um, he had uh, been doing some like, him and Young Land actually, they was doing some work with uh, Rich Homie like early on. And uh, they had got the email. I just sent some beats. And that just happened to be one of the moments that like clicked, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And um, shit from there, we did like three records. And uh, I know it was the first one. So it was straight through email? Yeah. So at this point, did you have a manager yet? Or? Nah, I didn't have a manager at the time. So what is it like doing business without a manager? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at what point did you get one first? Man. Um, around that time, I did have a, um, like, right after, like, actually, I'll tell you what. When I got the uh, I Know placement, I did have a manager. I did have a manager. Um, and I feel like, I guess going back to your question, like when you think it's like the right time to get one, when you got shit going on for real, like a lot of these niggas be thinking you need a manager out the gate. And if you don't got nothing going on, like what can they manage? You dig what I'm saying? But like, have you ever been in a situation where like label try to hold you on some shit? Man, hell yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't have multiple situations like So that. as far as like Young producers Now we got producers They're like 14, 15 They just getting placements You know what I'm saying Like right, right. loop making And like the business of it Is so crazy And like efficient now So like as far as like A young kid Or just anybody who really don't know Like name some things Like a producer know Like nah you shouldn't take this This some bad shit Like don't Don't fuck with this As far as like an advance Or you know what I'm saying Yeah definitely with the advance Like don't settle for like You know they might offer you Like 1500 or to like three thousand, and that mm-hmm. might sound good to a young nigga that ain't got a big placement, but like don't settle for that. You probably could have got twice that, or you know, if not more. You know what I'm saying? Like just be willing to like not settle for less. You know what I'm saying? Is this business thing really scary? Cause like, I see producers talk about it, but I used to watch podcast when I was younger. Like niggas make it real scary. Like if you get a placement, you got to be like hundred percent on your shit. Like it's just a real like. They make it like a scary thing, but is it really like, is the business really that? Or it's like, you know, just, just I know what like you I feel like it is. I mean, I feel like the business is just as much of an art as like the actual music. And that's what's going to keep you in the game for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you want to have a good, uh, a good manager. Like, this is once, you know, you get things rolled. You want to have a good manager or a good lawyer that's going to look over your paperwork. And then... You will want to, like, as a producer, you should learn, you know what I'm saying, like, how to look at paperwork, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And know what you're reading. Like, just because somebody tell you what it say, that don't mean what it, you know, what it is, you know what I'm saying? How you feel about this? I hear a lot of people say, in the music business, it's 10% talent and 90% business. Do you hear a lot of the shit that's going on in the game? You think it's true? Yeah, I say yeah. so, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, that's what it is. I mean... For the most part, you know, you do got a lot of dope people out here, but it's about who really working, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So so going back to, like, network, I seen one of your last interviews, you said you was in a situation with Akon where you ain't really speak up. Oh, uh, yeah. One of your big hurdles was being shot. Go ahead, like, talk about that. Oh, yeah, so, which is, that's a crazy situation, too, because that's how I, like, started working with Money Man, for mm. real. But, I mean, I was just in the, um, in the studio with bro, and you know how, like, I guess I had just got there and um, I was just walking past him a few times and I ain't say shit, you know what I'm saying? I was just waiting for the session to start. But by the time I got in there and um, I was already playing beats before he had walked into the actual session and uh, he was asking, like, 
who was the producer that was playing the beats and shit. And uh, my manager at the time was like, that's a uh, trauma tone. Like, he here to, you know, play beats for you or whatever. And um, he was just like, man, why you ain't, uh, why you ain't speak up? Like, you know, yeah. when I, like, when we walk past each other, blah, blah, blah. So, like I said, like in the last interview, you know, that, that kind of taught me that, you know, I need to just speak up more and, you know, let my presence be known and let people know who I am. Because that could have been a missed opportunity for real if I didn't speak up, you know. Do you think having low confidence can stop you from having good opportunities? Yeah, nah, for sure. Because you're going to mess around and miss shit. Like, just imagine if Travis Scott or somebody walked by and you just, you're not feeling your shit and you just, you don't say nothing. And you had a, a chance where you could be like, yo, bro, I got beats or whatever. You don't want to be like 36, 37, like, damn, I missed that opportunity. I could have yeah. said something, you know. You just got to, you know, take uh, take advantage of every moment. I feel like producers be scared of rejection. Like, you need to be like, yo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For it was sure. one old interview. I forget who it was, but um, I think it was when y'all did Earl on the beat. He yeah. said he walked in and Migo said, can I play some beats? And nigga said, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever got, like, yeah. rejected before? Like, you know what I'm saying? Just took an L? Um, and I got, I got curved, like, that shit was so funny one time. I don't even want to say the artist, but uh, I had walked up to the nigga. We was at a video shoot. <laughs> and uh, basically what happened was, like, you know, they was just on a break and shit. He was just chilling on his phone. So I was just like, yo, what's up, bro? I'm trying to tone. I got, like, beats or whatever. I want to play you some shit. He was like, all right, that's cool. I'll be right back. And he just, just did on me. I was like, it wasn't bad, but it was just like, you know, it just yeah. probably wasn't the right time to do that shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even gonna count, but I had a couple, but I just, like, it just ain't work out, bro. Word. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like... Nah, nah, you gotta tell your, tell your story, man. I told him about it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was recent, too, man. I was here, um, went to um, Tree Sound. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say the artist, but it was a songwriter session. I had went in there, played beats. Dude was just sitting there. Now, you can already tell when, like, you get past, like, five or eight, yeah. nigga sitting there. He was just sitting there, he was like, bro, I'm gonna be real, I just don't like the mixes. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting there like, so, I mean, that ain't bad, though. Yeah. That's, like, constructive criticism. I was sitting like, that's tough. He was like, yeah, bro, I don't like the mix. It's real. He said, this shit's hard. He said, the mix, they ain't really there. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. The artist said that? That was a songwriter. It was a, a songwriter, songwriter for the session. Yeah. I was just sitting there like, damn. And I ended up passing the ox to my other bro. He played some shit. Mm-hmm. That mix is real good. He was like, no fucking with this. He said, see, this one saying. He was basically talking and all this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Just on some, like, old nigga, young nigga shit. Yeah. I was just sitting there like, fuck, bro, I blew it. I'm like, bro, should I just walk out, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting there like, I blew it. Yeah. Like, he texted the next day He was like yeah go ahead and Come back Came back and I had worked on a couple more And shit mm-hmm. And yeah, he was fucking with it though For So sure. like I feel like If producers do get in that situation Like You know what I'm saying If it ain't too bad Like it ain't like Cause first impression do matter yeah, But you yeah. always come back From shit like that Like yeah. everybody ain't gonna Fuck with your beats You know what I'm nah, saying for sure yeah. That's how it be And then you never know You're fucking around And run across that person Like later down the line too Type yeah. shit you know Which that's what happened with me Let's go ahead and talk about Culture 3 bro That's big Migos Road Runner, how you got right. tapped in with it? That came from um, working with Zaytoven. We had uh, locked in, like, last year, just knocking out hella beats and shit. And um, that just happened to be one of the ones that clicked, too. Um, yeah, it really ain't no crazy story to it, you know what I'm saying? We just, I fuck with Zaytoven's sound, and, you know, we, we, you know, knocked the shit out. So. so you real big on, like, collaboration? Um... Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I like collaborating on beats, you know. Um, 
don't know. It's just be the mood that I be in sometimes. What's the max number of people that could be on a collab? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. I try to keep it like me and another person. I don't be trying to have like three or four people. I done had that shot before. Or like, I get a placement and then we'll find out that there was like four <laughs> niggas on the loop or yeah. the nigga that sent the loop ain't even the, the nigga. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's why I don't even be trying to like do that type of shit like talking about it. Like, I gotta still, know the niggas that's like really making them shit. Do they still get credit? So like if I sent you a loop but JB made that shit, I still get credit? Oh, if you sent it yeah. and didn't like it? Nah. <laughs> like speaking true. That shit lame. That shit lame. <laughs> <laughs> that shit lame, <laughs> For real. I don't know. I mean, we did we did give uh, a nigga credit like that one time, like a little percentage, but I try to stay away from that type of shit just in general, for real. Well, like collab loops. You don't be fucking with those either. What you like mean? Like two, three people on a loop. That's how it is now. You yeah. Seen oh, like yeah, yeah. Nah, it'd it be, it be like that for sure. Hey. You going jeans on the on the most recent albums? If you going jeans, that shit like... like ten you be seeing five, them. six niggas on beats. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. Crazy. All right, so I'm going to give you a scenario. I don't want to get too technical, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it was this post. I forget who made the post. It was a couple months ago. But um, he basically said like, if I made a beat and got it placed, let's say it's two loop makers on there. I forgot the split that he said. He said yeah, the other half is between the two producers. Yeah, so he I'm said he gets 50, his 25, 25. Yeah. And they did the loop? Yeah, yeah. two people on the loop. Uh, y'all niggas not finna have these producers mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they gotta work that shit out. This is, it's, it's your opinion, you know what I'm saying? Um, How you feel? Uh, you just split it, you split it like, you split it like 50, 50, 50, 50. I'll be real. Me, I, I'll be, it, it depends on the situation for real, for real. I ain't gonna lie, like, and I, it, it might sound wrong, but if it's like my, my homies and we, you know what I'm saying, did some shit, I'll, I'll, you know, split that shit, but sometimes, I don't know. They just gotta get in with it. Let's get into this conversation then. Let's get into this. A lot of producers feel like they just entitled to everything. They don't have a brand. They don't have value. They don't have leverage anywhere. Yeah. So if you sitting on your couch all day and you sitting trauma on the loop and you out here networking, you know what I'm saying, using your value that you've been building for the years yeah. and, you land, and you land a placement. Right, right. If you sitting at home, you're like, y'all need a 50% or it's three people on the loop and y'all have no yeah, value. I don't, like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it, it should be 50-50 all the time. You know what I'm saying? But... For the most part, like I said, like, I, I be trying to do what's right. But, you know, sometimes that shit don't always come back on you. Like, but, yeah. you know, it's just different situations call for different actions, I guess. So let's go ahead and get into it. Me and your boy Crossroads. That's fine. How you got that? Um, Shit, working with uh, my dog Suede. Sway the remix the guy. Uh, Sway the remix guy that be doing, like, the little funny videos. Yeah. 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 yeah um, Shit, we was just locked in, cooking up shit. Um, I had uh, we we did that um down here actually probably like I might have been like twenty nineteen for real. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had like whipped up the melody with uh Seth got the waves and um, yeah, and that's one of the rare times because normally like I be doing drums a lot on collabs, but like that's one of the ones where I kind of like you know fucked around with the melody and shit like that. A lot of niggas, they don't be knowing, like, <laughs> I can do melodies, too, even though I'd be, like, adding drums to everybody's shit. You know what I'm saying? So would you consider yourself, like, 
So producers who just do drums, like they just load up loose and do drums. Is that like a full producer? Or is... I'm a full producer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about nobody else, man. I do everything. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you putting the beats together and you like really bringing that idea to life, I feel like yeah. you're a producer. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't really like that term beat maker or producer. Like I don't know if you putting together. It, well, what what's how you look at it? Because I see. You. I mean, the definition of a producer, you kind of responsible for putting it together. It's not. Right, right. It's not really DAW base. It's you know what I'm saying. It's coming from here. So I really hear a lot of people say. When I was young, I used to get mad as fuck hearing people say, you're not a producer if you can't record. You know what I'm saying? If you're just making beats, you're a beat maker. But when I turned into an engineer and I was building relationships and I had this this different level of respect for me knowing how to track and make the beat and just getting the whole job done, that's when I realized, like, I got my hands, I, I'm in control of the whole record, the whole room, everything. So I feel like that's producing. So you know what what people like, say Diddy, for instance, would you call him a producer? He consider himself well, a producer. Like and he I, don't record or make the beat. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's here. That's why I just said the definition is here. So producers, okay, beat ma- if you just sit home and make beats, you know what I'm saying? You can call yourself a producer, but I feel like that's literally beat making. But Diddy, Khaled, you know what I'm saying? They're not on FL Studio. You know what right. I'm saying? They're not making beats. They producing. They they putting it together. So Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. I mean. I feel like producers are miseducated. They don't. They don't Google what the definition of a producer is. Huh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it. with me, I'm a, I'm a, I know I'm a producer. Like, <laughs> I'm going to bring that shit to life. I'm going to do everything yeah, yeah. I got to do, you know? Whether, like, I just, me and um, Currency just did, like, three projects. That, well, well, two projects with him, and then he did a project with uh, Kino. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We kind of all, like, put that together. But, you know, we really brought that shit from, you know what I'm saying? Like, the... We built the foundation and really brought yeah. that shit, you know, all the way, you know. So, I consider myself a producer. I don't know what other niggas be doing, man. Like, <laughs> so what would you like describe your sound? Shit, I don't know, bro. Like, I figure, I don't want to put like put myself in a box. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I just know that I. I I know that I don't want those type of people that can bring the artist vision to life. You know what I'm saying? Whether yeah. whether it be like a money man, like we got our own little vibe, our own little sound, mm-hmm. or currency, or when I was working with Rich Homie, like we had our own little vibe going. You know, but I, that's I'm able to tap into like the artist style, you know, and bring that shit to life. Yeah, I know. In your last interview, you said the currency one was like your chance to show like versatile you was. And stuff. For sure. Yeah. So like, how do you feel about like? The way stuff is now. Like, for example, like, we got, like, a thousand Southside clones, a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody following these different trends, like, rage beats and emotional way right now. Like, yeah. you feel like that's a bad thing or a good thing? Man, uh... I don't know. It's, it's like... Sometimes, you know, you can tell when the artist really trying to copy that sound, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you got a lot of producers or, or beat makers that's influenced, too. You know, and I don't think it's really too much, like, it's not really wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's good to be influenced by people, like, but I don't know. I can't really speak on that shit, man. I feel like everybody should have their own style. So, like, Southside, like, he, he worked hard for his sound. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, you know, producers, they work hard for their sound. You know, you got to let them have their, let them, let them have their own thing and try to yeah. create your own sound, you know? 
I feel like it's not just the producers too. I feel like from engineering, if I have a beat playing, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, artists could easily be like, I don't want that beat. I need something just like Lil Baby. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? I don't, I don't need that beat. You know what I'm saying? It could be an artist that's having a little bit of, you know what I'm saying, motion that could say something like that. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, facts. So, yeah. I feel like it's not just a producer thing. I feel like it's a little bit of everybody yeah, trying to have like, music. You know? You know, you be having these little situations where an artist might hit you for beats and be like, yeah, I need something that sound like future, yeah. but it's got a Michael Jackson. Yeah, some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like, bro, you hit this producer up because you fuck with them. Like, yeah. let them do what they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of, yeah, I feel like, you know, artists or whoever they need to just let the producers be them. If they, if they looking for that sound, you know, let them be them, you know? So let's person talk about show. personal relationships. Like, building, like, what was your first, like, actual, like, real, like, personal relationship with an artist? Um, excuse me, but, uh, that'll probably be, uh, Money Man, for sure, because, like, we really built some shit, like, from the ground up. And then, um, it's just, like, it's, it's bigger than music, too. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like, it's like, to be honest, like, a lot of people don't even know, but, like, when we link up, we don't even do, like, we don't work in the studio or nothing like that. I've never worked with Brian in the studio. When we link up, it's always, like, just kicking this shit. Yeah. I'm always sending bro beats and letting him do what he do. You know, he don't hit me like, yo, I need this type of beat. It's like, we just got to work in anything. Like, I might be feeling the vibe and just send him, like, five beats one random day. He'll send me, like, five songs back. But for the most part, when we link up, it's never like no music type shit. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like he probably, you know, one of them people I really built with for real. So how do you find like serious artists? We got a whole bunch of artists that be wasting time now. So how do you find <laughs> like serious artists that like really want to work? That come through like trial and error, I guess. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just mm. working with a bunch of different artists. And you won't know who working in, or, or like or not, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't have like, a lot of situations where I feel like I wanted that shit more than an artist did. Facts. You know? And, you know, gotta just cut ties. We, we did an interview yesterday, and he was talking about how, he was talking about how he, he had to, like, make motion for the artist, because he saw the vision bigger than the artist, so he had to take initiative. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how I be, too, man. Like, because I don't have situations where it's like, bro, I know if we do this project, I know it's gonna, it's gonna be big for you. Yeah. But I think the fact that, like, Cause I don't, I don't consider myself like, I know niggas probably don't look at me like I'm one of the biggest producers, you know. I just had a cool little wave, so they they might not see that vision, and then they'll just like, you know, yeah, back out the situation where they won't they won't see the vision. So you know you gonna run into that type of shit, but you just gotta fuck with fucking with you, you know. So as far as like building with an artist, is it really like? How would y'all treat the business? And what I mean for example is I had like this friend right. Mm. And he works with this local artist. They always pulling out like a split sheet, always talking about splits and all this type of stuff. Event like you know again getting paid and stuff like that. Or we have some producers that think, oh, I need a hundred dollars just to pull up to the session and all this type of stuff. Mm. And it's like you doing all that, and it's like some of these artists only get like a thousand views on SoundCloud to yeah. start off. So like you when you was growing with Money Man, is that business like was it just we just gonna make music and grow, or was it like a business transaction every session? You know what I'm saying? Nah. It it just was like, on some less less build, like let's create a vibe, create a sound. He had it was time where he just like threw me bread and shit like that, mm -hmm. or put plays together for me. You know what I'm saying? But 
Nah, we was more so worried about creating the sound, creating a lot of chemistry for real. So jumping back, um, back to like business and stuff. When you had found your manager, like for producers, like what's give us like the actual definition of like what a producer manager should be doing. Honestly, um, what I think a man, like a producer's manager, should be doing is, you know, uh, they could be helping facilitate shit, you know what I'm saying? Putting plays together, um, making sure that your business right, you know? I don't rely on, like, my manager now to get me placements, you know what I'm saying? But if he come through with plays or be like, yo, I was just with such and such manager, if you got some beats in the through, like, that's dope. But, like, you know, um, it's just the business side, you know, because you don't want to be, as a producer, like, 100%, like, Having to focus a lot of percent on, like, the business and making beats, too. You know, you want somebody that you can trust to, you know, fulfill that side, too, so. All right, so, I mean, let's get into Kevin Gates and Drake. Well, oh, how that came about? Now, that came from, bruh, I hit this nigga Kevin Gates up on Instagram. I didn't even think his way in the back. That nigga hit me, and um, we just, like, he shot me his email and was, you know, telling tell me he fucked with my, like, sound and shit. And um, we knocked, like, what, four or five records out? Something like that. Yeah. And then he dropped Drinker first. And he dropped another record that was, like, a freestyle with uh, Charlie something. He, he a dude that do, like, freestyles in, like, London. And that shit kind of went crazy on uh, Apple Music and shit. But, um, yeah, that's how that came about. So you had placements already when you had hit them? Or, like, had, like, a, yeah, had yeah, a brand? Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, that, that was, like, 2019. So like been in this shit kind of for a minute. So producers could just hit an artist and see, you know what I'm saying? Like just shoot a DM, like I mean, try that shit. I ain't think dude. that shit was gonna go through. And I'll be hitting everybody and then randomly. So let's say like back. let's say if Kevin Gates didn't respond, what's like other ways you could use to get your beast to him? You know what I'm saying? Figuring out who the ARs is over there mm-hmm. or somebody that I can reach out to through his camp or something, you know? Yeah, collabing with producers and shit mm-hmm. that that do shit with them, I guess you know niggas that I know that I fuck with type shit. Yeah, I ain't just gonna like be on no opportunistic type shit and just oh uh, such and such work with them and reach out to him so I can get a gates placement. I don't do that, but you know a lot of the producers that I fuck with they always have different plays. Like hey, I'm working on such and such album or you know. I'd be like, cool, I'll shoot you some shit. Shoot me some shit for this nigga project, you know? I seen you posted on Instagram, like, last year you had a stroke. Yeah, that shit came out of nowhere. Like, I had, uh, had an aneurysm and a stroke at the same time, and I don't know, that shit just was crazy, for real. But uh, it, it, I guess it came from, like, overworking, not sleeping, shit like that, bad habits. How important is, like, mental health to producers? Shit, that's hella important, man. You can't drive yourself crazy over this shit, for real. Um, you know, but I don't really think it was a mental health thing. It was more so, like, just my habits, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. What keeps you motivated every day to keep going? One of the main things, I just know, like, I want to, like, go down as one of the best producers, for real, for real. I know a lot of niggas be saying that, like, they don't really care about that shit, but I really love music for real. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's like what keeps me motivated music, you know? And my kids, shit like that, you know? So you always hungry? 
Yeah, nah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So going back to like bad habits, like what are like bad like producer habits to not have? Like I know for me, I suck at time management. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. For me too. It's like time management, um, not sleeping. Yeah. Like you gotta get your rest. Like, don't believe in that 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 night that vampire life niggas be talking about, bro. Yeah. Like get your rest, dog. Cause yeah. this shit will fuck you up for real. Yeah. Um I guess those two are like the main things. And like you said, the mental health shit, you know. Yeah. Don't don't let this music shit stress you. Don't try to keep up with niggas and they sound. Just focus on your sound, your craft, you know what I'm saying? Create your own vibe. So going back to like when you had that um happen to you, like how did you like jump over that, you know what I'm saying? Like keep working, you know what I'm saying? Keep working on beats. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. like the stroke. Yeah. Um man, it's crazy cause like with that situation, it made me like walk on eggshells for a while as far mm-hmm. as like, you know, trying to like rest and all that type of stuff. I was trying to do everything like right, but after a while, I just had to realize, like, okay, you're doing what you got to do. Like, you're eating right, you're taking your medicine. Just, you know, get back to work, but just take it easy on yourself, you know? And I guess that's mainly what it was, you know? Just trying to chill on a lot of, like, the bad shit I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, like, and even in that situation, like, I quit smoking, quit drinking, I don't do none of that shit no more. You know, I'm trying to, like, you know, be on a healthier path for real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I use your situation as an example. I see a lot of producers, especially now, especially with the way social media is, like producers use everything as an excuse. Mm-hmm. I can't get a placement because of this. I can't move because of this. Right. I can't do uh, this. And like your situation, you overcame that. But it's another dude, it's a um producer that be on my live stream, his name Isaac. Mm-hmm. That nigga blind, can't see for shit. Yeah. But he the hardest producer. Like he be winning beat battles. Mm-hmm. Like he very hard. And I just feel like, bro, if he could do that shit, like you a producer that can't see. It's not yeah. even the fact that you can't see and make beats. It's the fact that you can't see and you took the time to really go through that. I know that was a hard sure. ass process, bro. Yeah. So I just feel like these type of situations, like it shouldn't be no excuse. You feel me? Yeah. Like, now after this, I want to give me his gram or something. I want to yeah, check this shit out for he sure. He hard too. Like he be yeah. really like he be winning beat, but he be whooping these folks' asses. That's hard. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Sure. I read in this book one time, man. It's like, don't let your like circumstances hinder you, but like let them help you. Yeah. And I think that's like. That kind of reprogrammed my, my, like, the way I look at shit, for mm-hmm. real. I guess going back to what you were saying. For sure. Like, because even if I, if I, I always be thinking about that shit, like, if I went blind or, like, couldn't hear, like, what the fuck I would do, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to figure out a way to make some beats or something, like. <laughs> yeah, no cap. Or feel something, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'll be fucking holding on a sub with a television nigga, yeah. like, bruh, make sure I hit like this or whatever, I don't know, like. But nah, I just wouldn't let my um let that shit like hinder me. I figure out a way. So I guess that was answering yeah. your question. So are you like a big like are you a big like social media person? Nah. I'm not, honestly. And I feel like I need to be, for real. Like yeah. yeah, that's what my my team be telling me all the time. But and I got like a good following on there, I just mm-hmm. don't be fucking with it like that. But like producers be on social media for the wrong reasons now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they just sure. go on. Like the next dude's story and see 15 seconds of his life and compare that okay. to his life when it's only 15 seconds. Yeah. This nigga could have walked out of Saks Fifth, but soon as he walked out and got out the camera, his car broke down. Okay. Yeah. Niggas don't know yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure see, me? Oh, yeah, nah, for sure. I don't be really on either side of the social media shit. Yeah. Like, I'm just like not really into it for real, you know what I'm saying? But 
I'm gonna start. I guess for the producer community, I need to show a little more of me being in, like in the stool and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause that's really what I do the shit for. Honestly, on my social media, like I really be fucking with the producers and shit. You know. Yeah. So what are like positive ways for like producers to get motivation? Cause I feel like social media, like it's, you can still go in there and get motivation, but it's just so toxic. You feel me? Oh, you asking like? As far as getting motivation from social media? Yeah, like, what's, what's like, not even social media, like, what are just positive ways to just get, like, motivation or just anything from, as far as, like, the producer culture, you know what I'm saying? Mm. For me, what I be doing, y'all be watching, like, a lot of interviews, like, old interviews and shit like that? A little bit. I be doing that type of shit, like, I, I like to see, like, uh, I guess like the behind the scenes of what producers like be doing or like I like watching their interviews and just seeing like what kind of headspace they be in, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's one of the ways for me. I don't know, that might sound weird, but yeah, I, I just like being tapped into what's going on from yeah. producers that I fuck with. So that's yeah. why I try to do the same shit like for niggas that fuck with me. You know? Yeah. Like I'll be watching like old Jay Diller videos and shit like that for motivation. Have you seen Icebox's YouTube? Ice they going Box. crazy. They got like little baby chopping up on there for like fifteen minutes. The Drew, yeah, like they oh, got I crazy content, bro. Yeah, yeah, like little baby on there ordering Dantanas. You feel me? Like crazy yeah, I content. Never, I ain't never seen it before. Do you make any side investments? That's not music related. Um, yeah, I've been like fucking around with the crypto shit. Yeah, a little bit. I know everybody been on that, but yeah. Yeah, that stocks and shit. Um, I ain't really got into too much else. I think the next thing I want to do is um build a studio. But hell yeah, yeah, I'm just. What do you think of building a studio? At? Where? Yeah, that's a good question, man. I don't know. Probably here or wherever I choose to chill at. But it's I'm not trying to have no studio where it's like yeah, I'm trying really to no profit off. Yeah, yeah, I feel. I want yeah. some shit like you know, for uh you know for young like young creators like me or just you know. So I can really facilitate situations like bring artists here and shit like that. Yeah. So I do want to talk about this. So like, when you say you had moved down here to Atlanta, just last year? Uh, yeah, yeah, about last year. So you moved down here last year and you're doing just fine. And Atlanta being saturated, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And even like now, the, the, just the whole music scene is saturated. So like, I feel like producers use that as like a, I can't do this. It's too saturated. Like, mm-hmm. does that shit really matter, bro? You know what I'm saying? Nah, yeah, nah. I feel like that be an excuse sometimes. Like, bro, it's always a way. You know what I'm saying? You, you talking about as far as like a producer getting out there? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's always a way. I feel like a lot of these niggas they be trying to jump the gun and they wanna, you know, link with an artist that's already lit type shit. If you notice in my career, all the artists that I work with for the most part, like that I got relationships with. It's been me like building with them from the ground up, yeah. you know. And a lot of these art, art producers, I feel like sometimes they think, oh, "I'm gonna just move to Atlanta, or move to LA, or move to this big city and work with this nigga that's already popping, that's already got his sound." They already you know? got producers. Bro. Yeah, they already got producers, yeah. you know. And I think everybody feel like that, you know, when you coming in this shit. But you know, like you just gotta understand, like. You can build your own wave, and if you can't get in a spot, like, create your own spot, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's how I feel. I, I see that shit too much on social media. It's always, like, I feel like it's an ego problem just from reading books like The Daily Stoic and stuff like that. People say, 
oh, why are y'all doing this? Now it's going to be easier for people to do this. Now it's easier for him to make this beat. Oh, now everybody sounds good. Like, I feel like that shit's kind of like bad mental health for you to just sit here and be like, no, they don't need to get on. You know what I'm saying? Like, worry about your own, you know what I'm saying? Make your own time. Yeah, yeah. you talking about like more so like... It could be anybody, for real. Like, it could be people that's big saying like, oh, nah, they can't be doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, I feel like a lot of people learning from other people's ego instead of just looking at, looking through people, being transparent and understanding through that way. I feel that you know too, what I'm for sure. Yeah, there's so many ways you can look at it, for sure. These negative trains, cancel yeah. trains, like look, you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, facts. Ain't got to speak on it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, for sure. Definitely, man. So I'm going to put you in a scenario. So I'm producing my Jean. Should I move? Like, should I move now? Should I build a brand and move to Atlanta? Bro, that's one of those situations where it's like whatever works for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to move to Atlanta. You don't have to move to L.A. and all these places. Like, I really didn't have to move to Atlanta for real, for real. It's just like, I don't know. I think I just wanted to be here because I fuck with it out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, I don't know. I might fucking run and move to Miami or New Orleans next. It's just like wherever my vibe is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you don't got to. I don't think you got to move to these places. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's plenty of producers. Like, bro, one of my homeboys... Like, this nigga be doing shit for, like, Ross. Yeah. Like, he done did shit for Jay. This nigga live in Virginia. Like, you know what I'm saying? What yeah. you gonna... No, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like... I got a feeling I know you talking about, man. Yeah, probably. For sure. I mean, it's a couple It's a couple of them out there for real. I know a dude out there on Lee Major. Yeah. That's a, yeah. My dog, man. Yeah. Bruh. He fire. One that's of the right. hardest fucking producers I know, bro. Yeah. And he always... Like, he just been living in, in Virginia doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't gotta, you don't gotta move to these big cities to do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just for an sure. excuse, like location. You for know sure, what I'm niggas always gonna make some kind of excuse for why they ain't. You Maybe they say why they want to. Yeah, you know. But that's why we saying, man, you can't let your circumstances hinder you. Let that shit help you. Use your yeah. social media or something to reach out. Build the artist. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You ever live stream? Like Twitch, nah, anything nah, like that. I ain't did that yet. Somebody was just telling me I should do that, though. Yeah, you I should do that, bro. It's yeah. nigga, bro. Like it be nigga. Somebody could be in like Croatia. You know what I'm saying? Like somewhere that you just you never even seen that name of the country before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that's successful from everywhere. For sure. So that's definitely an excuse. Bro, you know what I'm, man? I'm one of them people, man. Charlottesville is like nobody knows really where that's at. You was yeah, like, I say, what the hell? Yeah, what is you this? know what I'm saying? It's some. It's so much talent all over the world, bro. Coming from random ass places, so I, I dig that for sure. Mm. I might start fucking with it for real. I'm a producer that just moved to Atlanta. I said, "Fuck it, we just gonna figure it out." Mm-hmm. What should I be doing? Like my first week in Atlanta, what should mm-hmm. I be doing? I have no name. I just had hard beats. That's all I got. Like, Man, start reaching out to some artists. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they don't gotta be like. People gotta stop thinking that like you gotta work with the most popular artists. Like, the biggest producers be working with the niggas that's on the come up, for real. Literally. You know what I'm saying? For real. Like, and I, I feel like if you look at it like that, you know what I'm saying? You're going to come up. Like, not come up on, like, I hate like, come up like that because it sounds opportunistic, but it's like, if you're trying to, like, you know what I'm saying, do your thing and come up, you got to build a sound with somebody. You can't, like, I don't think you really have too much luck just, like, having that one with a big artist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause I done seen that shit. Like, I don't know. 
So what's like the best ways to get inside studio rooms? What you mean with like big artists and shit? Not even big artists, just getting get the Well, yeah, we could say big artists. Because like, it's like a hundred of studios in Atlanta. Well, I mean, yeah, but I guess getting in the studio rooms, it depends on what type of rooms you're trying to get into. Because yeah. like, like I was saying, look for the artist that's, that's like fresh, you know what I'm saying? That's an easy way to get into studio rooms. Yeah, like engineer, record? Yeah, that's another way too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Having like, doing more than just making beats and shit. Like, if you're an engineer, that's mm-hmm. a, a, a dope way to, you know what I'm saying, build with artists. Because yeah. they always going to need an engineer, you know what I'm saying? And that's a way to either get beats to people or like, yeah, it's, it's just a way to, you know, get beats yeah, to people. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So is it like a placement you got through engineering or recording? Um, I ain't the best engineer yet, mm-hmm. for real. Yeah. But yet, though, yeah. you know, I'm still trying to, you know, learn that. Um, But it's been situations where a lot of my partners, like, be engineering and stuff, and they'll, mm-hmm. you know, hit me for, like, beats, and, you know, shit don't happen that way, for sure. That's really it, man. I ain't really got nothing else to ask. Only thing I say is, like, you get three tips to producers, like, you know, three things that you should just always go by. You know what I'm saying? Always use. Three tips. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the main ones is, like, be willing to, like, step outside of your city sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And network. It's, it's good to network. Um, uh, what else? Be confident in yourself. You know, mm-hmm. that's one thing I had to learn, you know. Um... And, uh, like, definitely try to, like, create your own sound. You know what I'm saying? Focus on creating your own vibe. And, and one more is just, like, you know, um, back to what you were saying as far as, like, the 90% work, mm-hmm. 10% talent. That shit for real. So you got to be willing to, you know what I'm saying, understand that this shit is, it's like, it's a competition. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be willing to outwork the competition. It's a million motherfuckers out here making beats. How you gonna stand out? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's, that's a solid four. <laughs> hey man, that's really it, bro. It's a straight gems, networking. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Building connections. Yeah. For sure. I ain't got nothing else, bro. I appreciate you for having on, bro. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate y'all, man.